Welcome to the Move Forward Podcast with Dr. Kim Moss. We're absolutely passionate and committed to equipping believers to move forward in their life with Jesus, their careers, and their family. Each episode is designed specifically with you in mind to help you overcome the obstacles you're facing and truly move forward. We know you'll love this episode. Here's your host, Kim Moss. Hey, everyone. Welcome to the next episode of Move Forward. I'm your host, Kim Moss, and we're going to be talking today about how do you know if you're a prophet? (laughs) I get lots of questions like that all the time, everywhere I go, and uh, it's a good one. So let's talk about that. Maybe you're feeling today like you're a prophet, but you just really don't know how that goes, and how do you actually know? Well, everyone has the gift of prophecy. Let's start there. Holy Spirit was poured out, Acts chapter 2, we find out that the day of Pentecost has happened. Jesus said, go into Jerusalem and wait till you're clothed with power from on high. And then the day came, they're all gathered in the upper room and the Holy Spirit was poured out. And then we find out from Peter that this is actually fulfillment of Old Testament scripture. You know, the promises of the Old Testament prophets were that there was going to be a day when God poured out his spirit and we were going to receive a new covenant and we become the new covenant people. And actually, that means that we're a prophetic community. If you want to know more about all of that, you can find my book, Prophetic Community, explains all of that. I wrote a whole dissertation on it, but you can you can find it in a readable form in that book. So we're not going to talk about all of that today. But what I am going to say is that Everyone can prophesy. Everyone who has the Holy Spirit can prophesy. It is a gift, and it is a uh, gift for every person in the body of Christ because the Holy Spirit is a spirit of prophecy and power. And so when we receive Christ and we come into the kingdom, we can prophesy. So we know that the gift of prophecy has been poured out on all flesh. And so this is why we have psychics in the world and those who are uh, hearing voices and who are discerning spirits and because um, the gifts are irrevocable and so you're born with certain gifts God has called you from the moment that you were born he already knows who you are and what gift that you're going to operate in mostly in and all the gifts are for us we can move in all the gifts I move in healing I move in prophecy I can cast out demons we all can do all of these things But when it comes to the gift of prophecy, the church really is to be a prophetic community. We are supposed to be hearing God's voice, hearing what God says, having a conversation with our Lord and knowing what the Holy Spirit is doing. Because when we hear God's voice, we know what he is doing and we can join him in that place. The gift of prophecy, a definition of the gift of prophecy, very simple definition, is that I hear God's voice and I speak his words. It's important to do this. And we all should be doing this because when we hear God's voice, it changes everything. When we know what he's thinking about a situation, when we hear the direction that we are supposed to be going, it can change everything in our lives. People get saved, people get healed, people get their lives transformed, people become who they were created to be, they can move forward in confidence. And that's what we want to talk about. But how do you know if you're a prophet? That's a little bit different. See, everyone can move in the gift of prophecy. Everyone can hear God's voice. John 10, 27 said, my sheep hear my voice. So everyone can hear God's voice. But not everyone is a prophet. Why is that? Because there's a difference between the gift and the call. We all have the gift, but we don't all have the call. 
the calling is a particular call. Now, we all have a call. I have lots of people to asking me all the time, Pastor Kim, Dr. Kim, how, how, do you, how do I know what I'm called to? Well, start with what is in your hand and start with the Great Commission. The Great Commission says we're supposed to go into the nations, we're supposed to baptize people in the name of, of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. And we're supposed to teach people to do all that Jesus taught his disciples to do. Teach them everything he taught them. Well, what did he teach the disciples to do? He taught them how to pray. He taught them how to fast. He taught them how to follow the Holy Spirit. He taught them how to hear the voice of God. You know, they were hearing the voice of God by hearing him. He taught them about the Sermon on the Mount. He taught them all the things in Scripture. And so we have Scripture today. And so these are the things we're supposed to be teaching everyone. And this is part of what we do. The other part of our call is Mark 16, 15 to 18, right? Go into all the world and preach the gospel. And those who believed will be saved, and those who don't believe, well, they've rejected Jesus. And then it says that, and these signs will follow those who believe. In my name, you will cast out demons. You'll speak with new tongues. You will uh, walk under supernatural protection, and you'll lay hands on the sick, and they're going to recover. This is the call in every single one of us. But not everyone, but besides that call, each of us will have a particular call as well. Some of us will be evangelists and some of us will be teachers and some of us will be business owners and some of us will be prophets and some of us will be apostles. There's all kinds of callings in the world. Some of us are called to hospitality, to open our homes. Some of us are called to be pastors. Some of us are called to be lawyers. You know, I was a labor and delivery nurse before I became uh, before I became a minister, and I really felt called to that. I felt like it was my calling, but then God had something else in mind, and he called me in a new way. My husband was a fireman for, for 30 years. He was called to be a leader in the fire department and help protect the people in his city through that way. Callings can come in all different shapes and sizes, and they are particular to the person who is called to that. And then your gifts will always coincide with your calling. So what about a prophet? A prophet is a peculiar or a particular calling. So how do I know if I'm a prophet? Did God call you to be a prophet? Did you hear God say, I am calling you as a prophet. I'm calling you as a prophet to the nations. Did you hear him personally between you and him in conversation? Did you hear him call you to the job or the vocation of prophet? That's how it usually starts. Another question I'm always asked is, well, yes, I, I felt like I heard God say that I'm a prophet. And so then I get the question, do you have to be commissioned or ordained to be a prophet? Do you need someone's approval or blessing to consider yourself a prophet? Well, yes, one person's approval and blessing. You need God's first and foremost. Usually a call to a prophet comes in three, in three stages or in three, in three ways, but they really come in three stages. So first you hear the voice of God yourself. You hear God say that you are called as a prophet. Then the second way is that a leader over you, he recognizes the gift and the call that is on your life and he begins to call it out on you and you are recognized as a prophet by your leader. And then the third way is that you have a public announcement. There's usually a public commissioning or a public announcement that you are called as a prophet. So for some of us, our leader tells us first, and then we hear the voice of God ourselves. And then there comes a public recognition, a public commissioning as a prophet. 
It can come in, in any of those three ways, and it usually comes, the first and second one can come um, first or second, but the public recognition that usually comes as the final piece. And it can happen over a period of time. You know, for me, I was, I, I heard the voice of God call me in 1994. I knew I was called as a prophet. I knew God called me as a prophet to the nations. And within a year of that, I was recognized in my, in my home church uh, by a leader. He called me out in a, in a, um, in a small group setting. And he read Jeremiah 1, 5 through 10 over me that I've been called as a prophet to the nations. Don't say that you're too young and you've been called, you know, to tear down, throw down and uproot and, and then rebuild and replant. I cried for weeks. I thought, how can this possibly be true? I knew that God had already called me. He'd already told me he was going to take me around the world to speak and preach and prophesy. Um, but I, I, I suspected that meant that I was a prophet, but I was really shocked when the next part came. But then the public recognition and all that didn't come until many years later when I was pastoring. I'd been pastoring in a church for many years. I wasn't the senior pastor. I was the number two guy. I was the executive senior leader um, who executed the plan and the vision of the senior pastor. And it was during that time that my senior pastor also recognized that there was a gift and a call on my life as a prophet. And first he came into my office one day, I'll never forget, and he said, Kim, are you a prophet and I, I was shocked and I was stunned because I hadn't talked about that with anyone. It really was sort of God in my secret, you know, and I would prophesy over people, but I never said anything like that because actually for me, it was very scary. I, it felt like a whole lot of responsibility that I wasn't ready to carry. And it came with the fear of the Lord, because what if I would say something, they thought I was a prophet and I wasn't right and I ruined their lives. And it just really, I just really had the fear of the Lord over it. And it was really a scary proposition to me. It was really something I was really afraid of. But so it had been, I don't know, this was in the, probably in the around 2008, I would say this was happening probably 2006, 2008. Yeah, about 2008, but I'd been called in 1994. And so it wasn't until 2008 that there was a public commissioning and I was stood before the church and, uh, and it was recognized as a prophet in my church, and it started there. It was years, a few years after that that I met Dr. Randy Clark, and I started ministering alongside of him, and he publicly recognized me as a, as a prophet. And, uh, and I was more formally installed as a, as a prophet to the nations, and uh, it was all very, very scary to me. So do you need to have to have a commissioning be ordained to be a prophet? You don't need to be an ordained pastor, but there should be those three evidences in your life. And then it will be evidenced, of course, by others who, as you just minister, you know, Proverbs says that your gift makes room for you. And this is true. This is, this is true. So just use your gift wherever you are. And as you go, God will see to it that you are properly recognized and commissioned. But the first approval and the first blessing you need is from the Lord himself. I remember the first thing that I was that was said to me when I was uh, recognized as a prophet, um, not recognized as a prophet, but called out as a prophet after I had had this exchange with the Lord myself and my life was completely changed and I was already, I was already beginning to follow God with everything that was in me. I'd laid down everything, my whole life 
changed. And I began to seek the Lord daily and and hear his voice and listen for him carefully and intercede on behalf of others and use my gift as faithfully as I could. And I, I didn't really have any mentors in the beginning, which is really quite sad. And um, But in that, it, about within that year, when in that small group meeting, when, um, when a, a senior leader in my church called me out and read Jeremiah over me, uh, he said to me, and the Lord is saying to you, will you pay the price? And I remember falling on the floor, weeping and sobbing, shaking violently under the power of the Holy Spirit, and really not being able to say yes just yet. And I said yes in faith. I squeaked it out of my mouth. But it was for weeks, it took weeks for me uh, to ponder that question. I was so afraid. You know, I was afraid that it meant, what did that mean? Did that mean my one of my kids was going to die? Did that mean that um, that my husband was going to leave me because he didn't understand what was going on? And what did all that mean? I didn't know what that meant. And God never spoke to me about it. He was quiet on it until the day that I realized, you know, the cost was everything. My whole life, holding nothing back, everything. Whatever he asked me, wherever he sent me, whatever he asked me to take up or put down, whatever that meant to my health, to my family. You know, answering a call of God is a cost not just to you, but to everyone around you to my friends, to my family, to my reputation, to my the job that I had at the time. I was working in a labor and delivery at a local uh, hospital, and I loved my job, but it meant that I was going to give up everything. And uh, that was the day I was, I remember I was walking, I was walking up and down the street near my house, a, a busy street where uh, there was a lot of through traffic because I was on a walk. And and I felt like, I felt like, Lord, I was going to say yes. And he said, then kneel down. And I was a little embarrassed, frankly, you know, I was like, wow, right here, all these people are going to think I'm crazy. They're going to wonder if I'm hurt or sick or having a heart attack, call the, call an ambulance. And it uh, didn't matter. You know, I knew that right then and there I had to begin to pay the price. And so I knelt down right there on the, on the sidewalk and I felt this warmth just wash over me. And I knew that the Lord accepted my offering. Wow, that makes me I'm really moved by that. You know, that God would accept our lives as an act of worship and an offering. Wow. What a privilege, you know, what a what an honor. What a what an honor. What an honor to serve the Lord. To offer the little life that I have, my small life, I call it my small life to such a great big God. What an honor. I still feel it today. I'm still moved by it today, all these years later. And so, do you need to be commissioned and ordained to be a prophet? Yes, in some ways you do. Do you need someone's approval and blessing to consider yourself a prophet? Yes, you do, God's. And then your leaders and then others around you. Yes. What's the difference between being a prophet and being prophetic? One is operating in the gift of prophecy, which everyone can do. The other one is a call and it will cost you everything. And then are there different types of prophets? Yes, there are. Just like there are different kinds of doctors and there's different kinds of nurses and there's different specialties. You know, every prophet is different. There's different types of personalities. Every single one of us, we operate a little differently. We have a little different mandate. 
you know, because you may be a prophet, but some are prophets to nations, some are prophets to churches, some are prophets to cities, some are prophets to people groups. Some are um, are blessing prophets and prophets, and they stand up in a church and they give individual prophecies, and and they can give an individual prophecy, personal prophetic word to every single person in the church. Some some are mandated to hear about times and seasons. That's more my my call. God has asked me to be a now time prophet to give a now word. Uh, he has not charged me with the future war of the church, but with the war that we're in right now and to call people into covenant and into confidence with their relationship with God, to call them into their calling and to understand the times and the seasons so that I can interpret a word of the Lord as a now word and be forth telling, meaning that I, I tell you what God is thinking and saying right now about what is happening right now so that we can come into alignment and adjust our lives according to what God is saying now. Because in a now word, you know, there's only one thing to do. Adjust your life to what God is doing right now so that you can walk in alignment and agreement with his word and in his work so his will can come to pass. So yes, there are different kinds of prophets. Blessing prophets bring blessing and encouragement. Building prophets are overseers. I also have a gift to build. You know, so some prophets bring you insight. Some prophets bring you foresight. Some prophets foretell. Some prophets foretell. Other prophets build. Chris Volatin is one of the most magnificent building prophets that I know. He can build anything, builds businesses, builds schools, builds churches, builds people. This is, this is type of thing. Insight prophets, it's like Graham Cook. Have you ever heard anyone who can give insight into those scriptures like Graham Cook, insight into how to be who you're created to be? It's beautiful and wonderful. Foresight, Bob Jones, the late great Bob Jones, foresight, he could tell you the future like nobody's business. Amazing. Some are combinations. John Paul Jackson, I had the privilege of interviewing John Paul Jackson once and he's a magnificent man. And he could tell you the future, but he could also build and he could also give insight. And so there are those who are um, building and also give insight. Most office prophets, they operate in either a gift of insight, oversight, or foresight. They usually operate in all three, but one will be stronger than the other. And so um, it will it will be a gift that will uh, work in tandem, work work uh, in in synergy with the call and the mandate that is on their life. And mandates, of course, can change. Right now, I have a mandate to help to help uh, raise up the next generation of women leaders. Why is that? Not because I'm a woman, has nothing to do with that, because I know other men who also have the same mandate right now. But I have this mandate on my life right now because see, there's a move of God on the earth right now and there's a move among women. God is right now, he is beginning to move with the Holy Spirit to bring uh, another revival or reformation on the earth. Uh, and it will shake things and it will move things and we're going to see all kinds of things happen. We're going to see we're going to see the church radically change. We're going to see a fresh holiness movement come into being. As a matter of fact, if you've looked at anything right now on Facebook and all the all the um, things that are going on with new leaders who are, are being exposed in sin and all these areas, then you're seeing the other leaders come out and, and call foul on them because it is time for the holiness movement to begin to come uh, more fully into focus. And it's happening even right now. 
But um, but with that, we're having a move of women right now. You see it in counterfeit, really, in um, in our nation in many ways because radical feminism is also releasing a hatred of men, and that's not right. And um, and uh, and also uh, backing up the abortion of children at any stage of pregnancy. Being a labor and delivery nurse, I feel very strongly about that. And uh, it's not okay and it's not right. And it's not right before the Lord. And so um, this is not the move of God that that is happening among women, but there is a move of God happening among women because, because God wants women to be set free from the old theological error that says that we need to be silent in church and we can't be leaders. Uh, we actually, uh, every person in the body of Christ, male and female, uh, gets to be who God has called them to be and do the work that God has called them to do. And so uh, that's the mandate on my right, life right now. I am serving God in certain ways and I am building and expanding and dreaming and planning and building uh, according to that mandate. And uh, you heard a little bit about it at the, at the end of the last podcast um, because I'm looking for donors and sponsors so that I can increase that work and I can... Um, and I can meet the needs of more women leaders all over the world. And uh, so that's one of the mandates on my life. So prophets will have different mandates at different times in their life. Um, but all of us will have a particular mandate that will last or mission that will last the whole of our lives. You know, every single one of us, whether you're a prophet, you're an evangelist, you're an apostle, you are a business owner, you are... Um, you are a, a, a mom uh, called to raise up your children in a certain way. Any of these calls on your life, there's there's 101 calls. There's more than that, as many as there are people. Everyone has a call in their life, and, uh, and everybody has an overarching mission. You should have a life mission. You should have a life mission statement for your life, and that'll be another podcast, actually. We're going to talk about that uh, when we get close to the new year, because everyone should have a life mission statement, and uh, I have one, and I follow it, and it it coincides, it is in tandem with, and and it gives synergy to the gift and the call on my life as a prophet. So that's what I wanted to talk to you about today. And uh, if you have received a calling as a prophet, I bless you. I bless you in your journey. There's lots to learn. There's lots to know. Make sure that you are submitted under the leadership of someone that can be trusted. Make sure that you are part of a local church because it's in community that we can be held accountable and we grow in our gifts. Never grew so much. Two things helped me grow in my gift more than anything else. And that was reading scripture, being in scripture every day, studying, really studying scripture, not just a light reading but a study of scripture so that I could understand who God is and his ways with his people and what he said about me. The second way was to be submitted in a body of Christ so that when I practiced my gift, it could get feedback. That when I, when I stepped out in the call that was on my life, I was under uh, I was accountable to a pastor who could pastor me, who could shepherd me, who could watch over me, who could release me, but also give me feedback and give me uh, really important accountability. These things are very, very important if we are going to be prophets. And so if you are a prophet today, I bless you. And that's today's episode of Move Forward. I want you to always remember, never throw away your confidence. It has a rich reward. And keep moving forward. 
Thanks for listening to the Move Forward podcast. We'd love it if you would take a moment to subscribe and rate this podcast, then share it with a friend. Subscribing gets you every new episode automatically downloaded to your device. For more information and resources from Kim, visit our website at kimmoss.com.